because we're kind of exposing the truth of our lives. Yeah, it's a shit show, yeah. Because I'm your mom, so I've watched you change. All right, all right. <laughs> I don't even know how to start this, but we're going to do it this way. Welcome to our podcast. This is the Jess and V. Uh, we still don't have a full title, but it's us, right? Yeah, it's a shit show, yeah. My name is Jessica Winther. Um, I am a comedian, actor, and mother of two amazing kids. Uh, and I'm going to introduce you to the star of this podcast, my daughter, Violet Winther. Wow, you sound so excited. Okay, is this how it's going to roll the whole time? <laughs> it's so mean. It so is. Okay. You're like really excited right now. You have a lot of enthusiasm. Well, that's kind of how I function. I mean, not in real life. I mean, in real life, I am. I'm semi-enthusiastic, like in the grocery store. Yeah, always. It's actually always. Okay. Not sometimes. Violet, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Violet. I'm her daughter. It's been an amazing experience. What can I say? <laughs> Maybe that's the name <laughs> of our podcast. Jess and V. I'm her Violet, and I've had an amazing experience. It has been, truly. Amazing. Okay, sarcastic. I'm not being sarcastic. Amazing. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Well, why are we starting this podcast anyways? What are we doing here? Um, there's just a lot. A everything. Lot. We're a doing everything. Okay, we're, we're doing everything. There's a lot of what? Um, that's a great question. Experiences we've both experienced. Yeah. A lot of growing. A lot of growing. A lot of lessons. A lot of lessons. Uh, yes, a lot of lessons. And how old are you? 17. I don't even know if that's legit. Am I? I mean, can we go to jail because you're underage? <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Are you allowed to do podcasts? Um, I think so. It doesn't matter. Let's just, we do what we do, right? Okay. I don't, I'm just saying. I don't think there's an age limit on that. It's not like drinking alcohol. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. So this episode, this is our first episode and we want to kind of, oh, I say we want to. Well, what do you want to talk about in this episode? Because I'm kind of letting you run it. I'm on stage all the time. I'm running my show. So I want you to run your show. Um, that's like a lot of pressure on me. You know, I think you should so run the show. Okay. <laughs> like thank you fully. For, thank you for letting me run the show. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm going to take the reins. Thank you for giving that back. So we decided to do this and just jump in when you feel like it's time. Okay. We decided to do this because, well, one, we have a very interesting relationship as a mother and daughter. I mean, you being 17, me being 50. Yeah, very interesting. Why yeah. do you, like, make that face? Because you act like 50, but you act like a teenager. <laughs> so, like, when you say 50, I think, like, a good, like, 25 in my mind. My soul is 25, girl. That's the way it rolls. How do you think I stay so young? Botox. <laughs> You're right. You are right. A good doctor. <laughs> I know people say you look good. Ugh, it drives me nuts. You look good for your age. And my response usually is, that's because I have a good dermatologist. Do you think you'll do Botox? Not till I'm, like, your age. Maybe, like, 40s, actually. Right. It depends on where you live. Right? Like, if you live in Missouri, do you think you're going to need Botox? I feel like I'll still want to look good. Right. Like, everyone does Botox. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you a valley girl? Every, that's, everyone doesn't do Botox, V. We live in Hollywood. We live in a land... And actually, we live in Hollywood, California. I need to preface that. Not Hollywood, Florida. <laughs> it's a different kind of experience. But we live in Hollywood, and it's not, it's not all, it's all like smoke and mirrors here. Don't you think? I'm not quite sure what smoke and mirrors mean, but okay, <laughs> sure. I'll go with it. I'll run with it. It so is. 
I mean, it means that people have to try to stay young because a lot of people are in the business and everyone's trying to keep up with the Joneses and everyone's moving and hustling in this fast manner of like, oh, I got to keep it together and I have the best things and the best this. Hollywood is an interesting city. I mean, you've grown up here, but you travel. So what do you think? I mean, you've been to other places. What do you think? Do Do you think it looks different? I'm trying to think of where we've gone together that you would go, oh, it's different. I mean, Mexico, okay, we sound so bougie. I have to stop right now when we're in Europe. (laughs) I don't even know why you're laughing anymore. You're just, like, laughing at yourself. Like, this isn't funny. Nothing about that is, like, funny. Okay, let's move on. That's just straight privilege. I know. That's why I'm saying, I'm like, you've traveled. It's not like you've traveled to South Carolina or Alabama. We've actually went to North Carolina. Oh, yeah, we did. We went to Wilmington. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, I know. And guess what? Did we stay out in the outskirts of Wilmington? No, we stayed in a beach house on the ocean. That's the thing. It is. We live a different life in oh, Hollywood. I know that. That's my point. I know that. I have friends in other places. But, like, even in Texas, like, it's very similar. Well, where are they? Austin? Yeah. Yeah, it's Austin's like another California. Everybody moved to Austin. We need to, like, we're going to go on a road trip. We're going to go on a serious road trip. But let's talk about, okay, so I, I, I feel like, I, I know this is your first vodcast, so I'm, I'm getting you, I'm going to try to get you warmed up for this. I don't know, this could be a shit show. <laughs> Who knows? Let's talk about being raised. Oh, that's what I was saying, actually. I have to go backwards. We go to New Orleans. Yes. You see how everybody lives in New Orleans. Yeah, it's a, anywhere you go, it's a different cult, like it's a different vibe. Right, but no one. Sh- I, I'm, I'm going to go back. Nobody's shooting their face up with Botox. They are, but not a lot. Not like here. No, I mean, like here, everything's definitely a lot worse. Yeah. And like, there's more of it. It's a lot more privileged. Like everything. Like I have girls in my grade shooting up their face with Botox. You do? Yes. I'm, you know this. Okay, but no, but they don't know this. We're talking to people out there. So like, I know this, but not everybody knows knows this. And that's why we're doing this, right? Because we're kind of exposing the truth of our lives. Yeah. So what's it like being raised by me? Um, Well, it's very interesting. You're a little crazy. Very out there. Very unfiltered, I would say. I'm insulted. Why? That you're my child and you're calling me crazy. Well, like, not like, to me. You're lo- <laughs> no, you're crazy. Like, I don't know what to say. I can't even justify it because you are. Like, what? you go out and you're, like, in the grocery store dancing. Everyone's just staring at us. Like, who is that? You go out with, like, furry hats on. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, if I were to go out and see you, I'd be like, who is that homeless person? I'm not crazy. I'm eccentric. Okay? There's a difference. Okay. Do you know what eccentric means? Nope. But I'm going to go with it. Okay. It's like where I explore every aspect of me and I'm not scared or worried what people think about me. I was. At your age, I was really worried about what people thought of me. In fact, it was a huge, huge thing for me. I wanted to fit in, but like be me. So it was, it was interesting trying to balance that out. And, you know, I, I, I mean, you're, I see, you're a senior in high school right now, but let's talk about, like, what is it like for you to fit in? Like, how do you, how do you see that? Because I found it difficult. Like, I struggle, even though I was outgoing and I was like, ah, okay, and I had a lot of, friend, a lot of acquaintances. Internally, I struggled. Um, I feel like now I've like found my people and I don't really care what people think about me, but I definitely like before I cared so much about people, like people thought about me, like my friend group was so toxic, but I just wanted to fit in and be with like the popular girls and be with like the popular kids. So I put myself in like toxic friendships just so I could be like popular or like, I don't know, like relevant, like socially. And that did not work out well for me at all. So then at a certain point I just stopped caring and just was like, I'll be friends with anyone. I don't really care as long as, like, me and them, like, have a good friendship and we, like, vibe as, like, a person and we get along. And they're, like, someone that's nice. What changed you? Like, where, what, what made you notice that and go, oh, my God, I don't want to be in this, these relationships anymore. They're not serving me. Um, like, during COVID, 
it just kind of changed for me. And, like, I lost all this weight, and I changed as a person. You could just, like, see I dyed my hair, and, like, I lost 50 pounds. And then all of a sudden, like, these girls were acting different towards me, being nicer. They weren't making fun of me anymore. And then one of the girls even said to, like, one of my friends, like, ever since Violet lost weight and dyed her hair, all of a sudden she's not funny to me. And, like, they only thought I was funny because of the way I looked. It wasn't because I was funny to them. It wasn't what I was saying. It was more of, like, just I was funny. I looked funny. Like, they could make jokes about me because I weighed more than them. I wasn't as pretty as them. But the minute, like, I was, like, comp seen as competition to them, they all were being nicer to me but talking more shit about me behind my back. And, like, oh, she's not funny anymore. Like, making comments on how I look now, like, Oh, she looks unhealthy. She lost too much weight. She must have an eating disorder. There's no way she lost that weight, like, by doing the work. But I did, so it was just like... Well, how'd they think you lose the weight? Did they think you went on pills? They, they thought, think you were doing cocaine in the bathroom? Like, who... You're like, how did she... It's funny. You're like, she couldn't have done that. Well, I don't understand. Well, like, you must have an eating disorder. You're not eating enough. Um, like, when you, we go out to go get fast food, you just don't eat. And, like, it's not because... I'm not eating. It's because I don't want fast food. I'm like, I'm eating healthier. I've changed my lifestyle. And now that doesn't fit into like my lifestyle, which at the time, like I was just very eating, really strung up on like eating clean. But now I'll go and I'll eat fast food. I don't really care because like I realized you could just balance it out. But like they would make comments on everything I did. They paid so much attention to what I was doing. And I was like, why can't you just focus on yourself? Because before you didn't care what I did. And you just make fun of me. Violet's so funny. Like, and I was like, this isn't serving me. I would rather be with like people. I'd rather be alone than with you guys. Like, if you're gonna make fun of me, talk shit about me, and not accept who I am as a person, like real friends would just be like, okay, great for you. Not like making comments on what I was doing. What like, why did you care? It's interesting when you <clears throat> right. And there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. We're much closer now than we, than we've always been attached, right? Like we've always, our entire, like forever. I mean, it was, we were, you, from you being a tiny little baby, I mean, you didn't want me to drop you off at preschool. You didn't want me to drop you off at elementary school. We've always been super attached, connected in that way. But there's, there's a part where my life, kind of took over me and I wasn't as attached emotionally to you as this is like so heavy. <laughs> Why are you crying? Because you're my daughter. And when you say these things and the way you speak is so articulate. And, um, and I've never ran a podcast myself. I'm usually on your side, not on mine. But, uh, and you're my kid. So when you say these things, I feel your, I mean, I feel your pain because I know how it feels like. I remember I was 16 years old and I was in a bathing suit and we were ditching school. <laughs> Terrible. I was the worst kid. That's why you guys can only do right in my eyes. Um, <laughs> And I remember I have really dark hair. I have naturally black hair. And this guy goes, oh, my God, you have a happy trail. And your neck's hairy and your stomach's hairy. I swear to God, I never got over that. Like, it was ingrained in my mind forever that I was this hairy beast. And the funny thing is, is if I think about it, it was like really light. And I remember bleaching it and bleaching it and bleaching it and being like, ah, ah, I got to get rid of this black hair. And that's like, that's the shit kids say. Well, that still happens today. I know. But like, it, it, nobody realizes like these little things that because it was my thing, right? Like I knew I had it. But it imp now, I, now I don't care. Now I, well, now I wax everything. But, but it, it but I didn't, it's not something you would tell, I would tell my mom. Like I would never go, hey mom, some kid said I had a happy trail and I had a hairy neck and it's freaking me out and I don't know what to do. So back to you, it's like when you say things about what's happened to you in high school, it's nothing's really changed. Yeah, on that. On that, that level. Yeah, that's recently happened to one of my friends. 
a guy said her arms were hairy. She immediately like started, had a mental breakdown and shaved her arms immediately and was so upset by it. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like, it's a guy who gives a shit. Like, who cares? They're your, like, who cares? It's hair. Everyone has it. Like, if you're fine with it, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't let someone, like, words change you and, like, make you change something and make you insecure. Like, why are you doing this? Don't do this for the guy. Do this for yourself. Like, if you don't want your hairy arms, shave them. Go ahead. I don't, like, good for you. But if you're doing it because someone else wants you to, I was like, it's not worth it. Do it for you, not for him. Right. Well, and that goes with self-worth, which is kind of interesting because I'm trying to implement that in you as somebody who's 50 years old who's just learning what it means. Funny, huh? And I'm like, and as I'm realizing what self-worth means, all I keep thinking is, oh my God, let me give you all of this. Like, let me strengthen you and teach you how to love yourself. And that's like generational stuff that's passed down. I mean, the reason why that guy said something to her or said something to me is because somebody else had made a comment about them and made them feel insecure. Do you notice that a lot of people project their insecurities onto other people? Yeah, all the time. Everyone does it. I did it. How did you do it? Oh, well, like when I was like bigger, I was always like, oh, you're fat. And I was like, well, what? I can't say that. Like, what? that's so mean. And then it took me a while to realize like I was projecting my insecurities on other people. Or even like not even saying stuff out loud. Like I would look at some girl and be like, oh, I'm prettier than her. Like, who cares? Like, it's not a competition. Like, why am I trying to put down other people to make myself feel better? But then I finally realized like it's okay to be like, that girl's gorgeous. I'm gorgeous. Like, everyone's pretty. Everyone's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, why am I going to bring down another girl? And, like, even this happens today. Like, my friend will be like, this guy she likes finds a new girl. And be like, she's so ugly. And I'm like, no, she's not. She's pretty. Uh, she's gorgeous. I was like, oh, yep, she's skinny. She's gorgeous. Like, she's pretty. Like, everything. Yeah. She'll be like, oh, she's fat. I'm like, why are you saying that? Like, she's pretty. He's moved on. Like, you got to get over it. You can't put down the girl. It's not the girl's fault. That's another thing. Girls. Oh, my God. This We're going all over the place, but it's fine. Girls with boys and like when boys go off and pick other girls or girls go off and pick other boys and how they'll blame, like you stole my boyfriend. And it's like, it's no one can steal someone. Well, it's even with friendships. That happens all the time. Friendships. Yeah, you're right. It does happen. It's, it's with everything. No one can steal something that's not yours. There's like this weird facade of ownership of people where it's like, I mean, I mean, it's definitely for your age group, it makes sense. You guys are maturing and evolving and that's how you kind of learn. I mean, the beauty of the beauty of high school is and junior high is you're awkward and you're kind of, that's where you learn your self-confidence. And sometimes it breaks kids. Sometimes it breaks people's spirits because kids are so mean. And we're mean to ourselves. The, how about talking about the self-talk we do? Like when you're, just like what you said, it's like, why am I comparing myself to someone else? When I could just be like, you know what, I'm fine. Even if you put your weight back on. I wouldn't care anymore. But like to me different. at that point, I was like, oh, like if I lose weight, I'm going to be happier. This is going to change my life. I won't be so upset. I won't be so sad. I'm going to get guys. Like, it was all about, for me, like, I needed validation from other people. Like, I sought so much validation in all these guys. Mm-hmm. And I realized now, I'm like, why did I do that? It messed me up so much mentally, and it made it worse. I was like, no guy's going to fix my problems. Now I realize that. At that point, I was like, oh, if a guy likes me, I'm pretty, I'm gorgeous, all my problems are solved. I can get a guy. But now I realize, like, okay, those guys are going to mess you up more. Like, it's easier for me to just, like, be with myself happy with myself not care what other people think about me not seek validation from girls guys like I don't care if you're great you don't think I'm pretty good for you like okay why is pretty such a thing well it's I don't right now it's just like I don't know it just is like our society is all about like what you look like like if you notice like girls that are societal's like pretty or like standards get more like the pretty what is it called the effect you know what I'm talking about the butterfly effect? No, we're like... What? Give me an example. It's like the pretty people... Not like... Ugh, what is it? It's like an effect. Like we're like... 
It's a privilege. What is it? I, I don't I'm know. I, I don't know where you're going with this. It's like the pretty people privilege. So they get more. Oh, because you're attractive. Yes. So you'll get into a bar or you'll get a free drink or you'll get a ride yeah. or somebody will open a door for you rather than if you're just. Well, I'm going to tell you something interesting. I was not pretty in high school. Okay, but even now, like when we go to the airport and you wear your heels, we get past so much faster. <laughs> like they like go through. We're like when I you know. don't, and like when you look bad at the airport and like you don't put in any effort, like it's so much longer. There is something, and it's not about just looking pretty. It's it's about when I put on heel, when I put on my wedgies. It's about like <laughs> confidence too, but like yes, it is. But when I wear like it's not about I when I put on my wedgies, they're like power shoes. Like when I put on my heels, I literally am like, oh yeah, everything shifts, and I'm and I can just do it. But I also wear. I mean, I wear my vans in the airport sometimes. It is about just. But I but like you always wear jeans. Like you're not like you. You get ready for the airport. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Because, but I get ready for life now because I think something, there was a point, I mean, raising you guys, I want to go, I want to go back to something, but raising you guys for 12 years, I wore sweatpants, big shirts. I was also bigger than I'd ever been. I did dyed my hair out of a box. Everything I bought was secondhand. I wore shoes till they wore out. Like, Raising you guys, I kind of, I, th- I guess I thought when I had kids that I kind of had to be a mom. Like I created this image because I didn't know really, I never really had, I mean, I had a mom, but I didn't know, I wanted to be a different kind of mom than my mom. Like, and I turned into like a mom, like a real soccer mom, actually. Like I was like, oh, you wear sweats and you, 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 it's okay to look frumpy and you don't have to style your hair. And like, I committed to being that woman. And in turn, I lost myself in that because I forgot that being a mom also is taking care of myself in a way that I'm not like crazy, but you know, like not like I'm like, oh my God, well now I've gone a little off the deep end, but you guys are almost out of the house. But like it's, you, there's, it's a balance. You can still look beautiful. I don't know why I just like thought I sh- had to be like kind of fit in this mold and not look beautiful, but just, I just didn't, you guys were my first priority. Okay, I can see your face. I'm like, so bust a move with it. Say it. I just think you were depressed. It wasn't like we were your first priority. You were depressed and you didn't want to put on the clothes. Okay, that's true, but that was not all of. Not all. I, I mean, I can't remember like from like one to five. Like I don't know every fucking. Well, just trust detail. me. It was really fun. Okay, it was amazing. You had the best time ever. <laughs> like I can't tell you what you looked like then, but I can tell you from the age like seven to ten, you were just so depressed. And like you didn't want to get out. Like you never. Like you would barely be out of bed. Like you would take me to soccer practice and fall asleep in the car. I had mono. Okay. <laughs> I had mono. I didn't even know I had mono. By the way, I coached your soccer team when I was like in kindergarten. Yeah, when I was. Five. I coached it for five and six. Yeah, six. When I'm it, talking about like seven to ten. Like you're okay, not but listen, Asian back. No, no, but hold on. Let's look at like it's interesting. Somebody just posted something on this. Einstein did a uh, did all the problems from one to nine, and he did one times nine is nine, two times nine is eighteen. Someone just posted this on Instagram, and then when he got to uh, ten times nine, he said it was ninety one, and everyone started laughing. Right? They were all like, "Ha!" Ah, and he said, "Isn't it interesting that I got all the other problems right, but the one I got wrong?" Y'all sat here and judged me for it and laughed at it. And it's like, yes, I'm not, I mean, it's about mistakes in life. I I didn't intentionally check out on you. No one's saying it was intentional. Hey, I'm not getting upset. You're You're just getting defensive. No, you're getting defensive about it. You just got so defensive. 
It wasn't, you were like, oh, look at Einstein and his mistakes. No, I'm just, well, no, what I'm saying is you're not alone. We all do that. I do it with my mom. I did it with my dad. It's like they can do 25,000 things amazing and then they screw up once and you're like, I'm never going to forget the one time you forgot to pick me up at school. Right? There was like several times you actually did that. Like if you're going to bring up that example. But what are you okay. talking about? You know how many times I would have to text you and be like, Mom, I'm out of school. Like, where are you? You're like, oh, I forgot. I'll be on my way. I wasn't good for a while. I wasn't good. That has to be a different episode. It's a long episode. That, 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 that That's just its own episode. But I wasn't good for a while. And you know why. But let's go back to <laughs> It's kind of just like, I don't even know what this doesn't matter. Is, it's actually, it doesn't matter because I think it's super interesting. What you're saying, you're as, as a mom, when I hear you speak, you're so prolific and you're very clear with your thoughts. And it's for you being 17. I mean, I was, I was pretty savvy too, but you're like, oh God, you just want your kids to be better humans than you are. You want them to be smarter than you. You want them to just be like, just have everything. And then if they're not, they're not. I mean, that's life too. That's their journey. But like, when I hear you speak and the way you, t- the way you articulate what you've gone through, I, I just, I'm impressed with it. Like, I, I'm like so proud to be your mom and not for any other reason than just who you are as a human being. Like, if you end up cleaning streets or toilets or living at home with me forever. <laughs> I, I, I just, I look at you and I'm like, I, I did a good job because I think you're a really good human. And I, and I feel like a big part of you, even though I was here and I know I've, I've been an influence in it, but I feel like you, you alone have just driven yourself and change things that like, I just, it's for, I, for how young you are, it's incredible. And I, I just think, I, I just have to say that like as a mom, I know parents are like, my kid's so great. Okay. Listen, I don't care if you go to Harvard or Stanford. I just, that doesn't matter to me. Good human beings matter. Kindness, self-awareness, consciousness, because that's what the world needs now. And as a 50-year-old woman who's figuring these things out, not to say I was a total asshole my whole life, but I love to see it in your you're a product of of me, even though I don't think I don't feel like I had a lot to do with it. I think you're so anyways, you're impressive to me as a human. And if I met you and you weren't mine, I would be impressed. And that I think that's the difference. Like I look at you and I take myself out of it because sometimes I want to punch you. Oh, amazing. I know. I'm just kidding. I don't really want to punch you, but I do. Like, when I'm like, what? Goes both ways. I know. That's what I love about you. So um, I want to go back to something that we talked about where we were talking about being awkward in high school. And, you know, and how you felt like you were, were you, you're a ginger, naturally. Yes. That was a real big deal for you. Yeah, it was. Really big deal. Right, which, I mean, Venetian gold hair. (laughs) So why was being a ginger so much for you? Well, at the time, like, ginger was a lot. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just being ginger. That was enough. Like, you already get bullied for that enough. It was also just, like, everyone made fun of me for being fat. So I was like, like, someone literally said to me, you're an ugly fat ginger. And that's what threw me off. Because I would get made fun of for being ginger and then fat. So it was just like a lot. It's like a lot happening. Why didn't you tell me? I mean, I knew because I could, you'd have nights where we'd be out together and parties and you would be like, stuff would be happening. And you're like, I got it. I got it. I got it. Like you, you always had to handle it. Like, yeah, because like at that point I had thought I was a burden to like everyone. So I wouldn't like, I would rather deal with it myself because I thought by telling people I was putting a burden on them and like, it would make stuff worse for me. I'd be like, oh, like, are they going to use this against me too? Like, then I thought, like, telling my friends stuff would be like, are they going to use this against me? Like, telling people, like, was a weakness. Like, now they have this information about me. Now they know I'm, in, I'm insecure about this and this and this. And now they can use that against me as well. And Which then, was a big thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. So you felt super alone. Oh, I felt so alone. And, like, I had 
my friends weren't the best at that time. And they did some questionable stuff. Like, I've had some questionable things happen. And, well, like, they would also, like, use me to, like, get in fights with people. It was just, like, weird stuff was going on on every aspect with, like, almost all my friendships. I had no, like, solid friend. Right. Even, like, at that time, my best friend wasn't even that solid. Like, that was the person I would go to, and they weren't solid. So, like, I felt like any time I would tell something to someone, it would make me weak, and that I was a burden on them, and that no one really cared about me. And I was just, like, very insecure, and I was overthinking everything. So if I were to tell someone something, it would give me so much stress and anxiety and be like, when are they going to say it? When is that going to come out of their mouth? Who are they going to tell? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I get that. I get that. It's interesting when you talk about how you feel. It takes me back to high school. Like, I don't really think about high school. Well, also, you were, like, friends with all of my friends' parents. And then sometimes I would tell you stuff, and you would tell their parent. And, like, you and all the parents would talk about each other's kids. But then, like, they would tell you something about their kid, and then you would share it with me. So then I would now know that information. It was just, like, weird. It so was I weird. felt weird telling you stuff because I was like, what if that gets to the parents? So, like, I didn't even trust you because I was like, oh, if I tell my mom that, like, it might get to the other parents. Then those girls are going to find out because I was – and then it was like a shit show and I didn't have anyone that I could trust. I get that. And you're not incorrect. I have to tell you, you're not. It was complicated because we were all friends with the parents and there was a lot of conversations about the kids. And there is something I want to address that I did that actually you called me out on. And... It's so interesting because the day you called me out was the day it stopped. The day you went, there was a lot of conversations about kids and stuff, but what would happen is I, because of who I am, I always felt like it was my fault. There's something in me, the way I was raised and how it was like, oh, Jess, and and I don't mean to put this on me, but I'm going to tell you what you said. So everyone would be like, Oh, Jesse is again. Her, she's got a big mouth. Oh my God, Jesse, she's do. Oh, she said it again, or she's done this again, or she wore that again. Everything I always did was like not right growing up. Like it was, it was always knocked. Whatever it was, what, what I was wearing, what I was saying, what I was doing, how I was acting. Like it was. I actually started playing into it at one point because then I just became. I was just like sitting at the table. I think I was like 15. I'm like, yeah, I'm pregnant. Like, I was like, everyone's like, what? And I was like, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I would start just playing into being kind of this crazy person because it felt like no matter what I did, I- You gave that to me. I cut to, yes. So I grew up with that and it's not a healthy pattern. I didn't know that was in me, okay? So you, I like remember one day Hayden called me a bitch and you're like, well, if he's going to call you it, why don't you just play into it? I said that. You, like, didn't say those exact words, but you said that. So every time Hayden would call me a bitch, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm a bitch. And I would go off and be like, watch me be a bitch. And, like, you so gave that to me. Okay, well, and, like, that's not really how I gave that to you. Okay? I don't, you so gave I it don't think me. I really said that. You so did. I for sure did. Like, you didn't say those exact words, but you said something very similar to that. And you're like, well, if he's going to call you it, just play into it. Oh, it's interesting. And you'd be like, act like one. Oh, my God. And you're like, just own it. If you own it, no one can, like, use it against you. By the way, that's true. That, I mean, Actually, it is true. that's true. But then you'd call that's me, true. like, a bitch, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm a bitch. Come at me, like. <sighs> okay, I'm going to go backwards um, because this isn't, like, mom, you failed me. Uh, I, I was just saying, like, you just brought it up, <laughs> and, like, it just brought back the memory. Okay. Well, that's what this is about because we're flawed. I mean, there are no perfect parents out there. I can honestly say even the parents that look good on the outside are not perfect. I think that's the joke is like trying to live up to some bullshit perfection of, uh, un, it's unrealistic. Like you're a product of where you come from unless you break this ancestral pattern. You're a product of how you're raised, how people treat you. Like you have to break all those things and a lot of people, we kind of learn how to break them through raising kids or we just break our kids. 
by carrying these on and not looking at ourselves. I want to tell you how, I'm going to go back now and tell you what you said to me when you were talking about me being friends and talking and everything. Something, I would always, I would always carry the blame. So I would go, you know what, I'm going to take the hit because if I take the hit, it'll just go away. If I take the hit of like, oh, Jessica did it, even when I didn't do anything, even as an adult, I would be like, I'm going to take the hit because I just, I, I, I just needed to go away. I don't want to fight. Like I don't, or I, if you think I've done it, fine. I, oh, I think I've had friends be like, well, I am, I'm not going to tell you anything. Cause you're going to tell, you're going to put it on stage or you're going to tell someone. Okay, fine. Then don't tell me. Right. But what, but what happened is you're, you were a really good kid. You're a really sweet girl. You're, you always were a really sweet girl. And you actually still are a sweet girl. It's interesting. You, when you were suffering, your sweetness was hidden because you were suffering. And, uh, and the, no, one, no one knows, right? You're not, and it's really no one's business. But it's funny how parents are so judgy that they'll be like, oh my God, your kid didn't say hi to me. They have no manners. And it's like, your kid said hi to me, but she is a psycho at school. Okay, and she is mean to all the other kids. So what would happen is stuff would go down. And I remember saying to you, which I mean, please don't carry this over as an adult. But I would say to you like, V, what'd you do? What was your role in this? I'd always like ask you, do you remember this? Like, it'd be like, what'd you do to provoke this? What did, and it's like, meanwhile, I'm looking at these people and I'm like, because the parents are convinced their kids are like, they're not doing, their kids are telling them the truth, right? Well, I remember you'd be like, what'd you do? And I'd be like, I did nothing. You're like, no, what did you do? And then I would explain the story and I'd be like, look, I did nothing. And then the parents would call and be like, Violet needs to apologize. Violet, and I wasn't strong enough. And then I would have to send the apology, yes. write some paragraphs and send it to them. Paragraphs. I never made you write a paragraph. Like apologize, and I would have to write these lengthy paragraphs. Okay, I never made you write a lengthy paragraph because I would send sorry. Like I, I have to explain why I'm apologizing because I didn't know what the fuck I was apologizing for. So I have to write a paragraph about why I was apologizing, (sighs) and then I would send it, and then they would send a paragraph back, and then it came to like a whole discussion. Yeah, and it became this fight for no reason when I did nothing wrong just because I was hanging out with other people. I, I and like they wouldn't. I remember like you'd be like. Can you apologize like you're not inviting them places you're having girls sleep over? They weren't inviting me to their sleepovers. They were hanging out without me. Like, they weren't inviting me. So I was like, why am I going to invite them? But then was, I would have to apologize for not inviting them when they could get away with not inviting me. And it'd be like, no big deal. I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm taking the heat on this one. I'm taking the heat because I know exactly what went down. And I can't go backwards. Uh, and you know that there's, I can't, is it backward or just backwards? I don't know. I think I said it wrong, but I can't, you can't, I can't go back. I can only, I mean, I won't apologize and say sorry because I can't stand that word either. So all I can do is change my behavior, which I did right after. And I think you, I don't know when, I don't know how old you were, but you go, I'm not, I can't tell you anything because all you do is talk to those moms and then it becomes this big circle of gossip and I'm done with it. And when you said that to me, it like hit me so hard. I was like, oh my God, you're right. You're right. That was like in eighth grade when I said that. And at that point I wasn't hanging out with anyone. I'd spend my weekends like home baking by myself, just baking. And you'd be like, why aren't you going out? Why aren't you hanging out with them? I heard they're going to Larchmont. When I would get like, I heard they're going here. I would get no invite. And you'd be like, but I heard they're going. They're like, why aren't you there? And I was like, because I'm not invited. And even if I were, I wouldn't want to go. I know. I, I, uh. And then I would get those pity invites because of like, you were friends with the parents. So they would invite me and then I'd be there and I'd be like. And they'd ignore you. Ignore me. And I'd be like, why am I here? Like, I would, why would I, why? Why am I friends with them? Why am I here? Like all of this stuff. And it'd be like. Okay, I came out. You'd be happy though. And you'd come, I'd come home and be like, What'd you do? Like, did you have fun? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Like, when I would just sit there in the corner, not knowing anyone, just by myself, and they would leave me out. And it was just like, I was miserable. Okay, I know I'm crying, but I can't help it because it's just, I know. Like, I just know. So I feel like we passed this. 
Have we not passed? <laughs> Are we? I, like we fully passed. This. I feel like we have, right? Yeah, I forgot this kind of happened, but I know. Okay. But I'm glad we're attacking. I'm glad we're attacking it in this because I think it's important for people to hear these stories. And I think that's also. I think there's a lot of parents that think like they know better, and I, I did the best I could, but I know that I learned so much through you. And I think it's because I am receptive to your voice and to your opinion and to your words. And I want to hear you and I'm okay that I've made mistakes and I don't have an ego attached to it where I'm like, I, I know this is the way it is. Like this is, I'm a parent. I'm like, yeah, I'm flawed. I mean, now you are. I will say now you are for a long time. I would just say stuff and it would just go right through you. And I felt like you weren't listening to what I was saying. Because I would say something and you'd be like, no, I didn't do that. No, I didn't do that. What are you saying? And it would go right through. So I felt like I was talking to a wall at a certain point. And like it was just bouncing right off back towards me for the longest time. I mean, eventually you did like listen. But I don't think that was like a year ago or two years ago. I think it was a a bit further back. No, it was definitely two years ago. Oh, well, that, okay. I think, yeah. All right, so I decided to start parenting when you were 15. Yay for me! (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely, like, after COVID and, like, the divorce and everything. I think I was listening to you in COVID. Like, for, like, we had a little, like, six-month grace period where we were, like, good. Yeah. And then I went to shit, and there was, like, a year where I was, I hated you. And I have receipts of it. the good thing is, you have receipts? Yeah. I found them. On Wait a my minute. Phone. Hate, I, hate receipts? It's just like how I thought you hated me. Because like, I wrote on my phone. You thought I hated you? Yeah. Why? I, like, I don't know why, but I found this on my phone recently because like all of high school until like now, like recently, like this year and like the last like six, seven months, I was so depressed. And I have like all the receipts of like moments where I just like wrote down how I felt. And I found them earlier today. It was really interesting. That is interesting that you found them today. I, I know it was as really, we're starting this podcast. It was really interesting, and I found and like all, all of these parents. receipts. It was really interesting. Do you think people listen to this podcast? I have no idea. Do you think that? I mean, this content's pretty heavy duty. I don't know. Like, I think they will. I think it's. I, I think. I don't know. You. I like how how unfiltered you are, and how you're just kind of just letting it all out, and you don't care. I don't care. I love that about you right now. I don't know what it is. Recently, I just don't care. Good. If it's like, I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. And I like that. I like that. That's where you're going. So I want to go back again. I got to like take a beat and circle back. But I want to kind of talk about, um, well, that the fact that you, that, that, that I, you didn't feel heard or seen and I think how important it is for a parent to want to hear their kids instead of putting up the, the wall. Do you feel like that with your dad? Do I just think he has like an e- I just like ego. Do you think it's ego or do you think he just doesn't know because of the way he was parented? Well, I think it's part of like parenting, but you also like have to want to change and like want to listen. As much as you can be like, I'll listen to you, you have to actually like put in the work and, like, seek help, like, if you need it, like, if you can't do the work yourself, and, like, learn how to listen to people. Because some people just don't know how to listen, and they can just talk at you. Yeah. They talk at you. Um, I want to, when you were in, uh, I, w- I wanted to say, because you're finishing high school now, but when I was in high school, I, I, at this point in my life, I feel I'm probably at the best I've ever been. Um just in my mind, in my spirit, in, in my security. I do a lot of, which you know, I do a lot of work. Oh my God, so much work. But not, I mean, not like just work, like not like that kind of work, but <laughs> internal work. I do that too. But I do a lot of internal work. It's part of this journey. But um, I just, when high school, you brought up something about high school and I just wanted to address it because it was something... I was not the attractive girl. I was the deaf, but I was the 
distinguished, unique, funny friend. I was the girl who, I had a really beautiful friend, Heidi, my best friend. She was stunning and everybody thought she was stunning. She was a true blonde. And she like had these big, beautiful, like just red lips and tiny and skinny and just like, and she's perfect and everyone was like and she was a blonde like the way I don't you never met Heidi but she was like hi hi she's just sweet and that whole she really was a typical look like a typical blonde super smart but could play it off so well like hi everybody and sweet and the whole thing and then there was me and I did have this voice like this did this didn't just, you know, surface. I have this, this personality that dances in the grocery stores and wears hats out because I want to. And sometimes we'll dress up in costume because I'm just feeling it on the day. This is who I've always been. This is who I, I mean, I was a costume girl from age since I started dance. But in high school, I remember cut, I shaved my head. Well, first, I said to my mom, I want to go blonde because there was a band called Till Tuesday. And my mom was like, if you bleach or touch that gorgeous dark hair, I'm going to ground you. Like, everything was a grounding. Like, I was always grounded, right? So I didn't ground you guys. But, like, every you tried to. Yeah, it just didn't work. But everything was a grounding. So, like, she, so it was like, I'm going to ground you. So what did I do? I threw peroxide all over my hair and used a hair dryer and tried to go blonde. It turned orange. Then I shaved off the back and left the top long, and I looked like a boy. And then uh, I went and tried to bleach it with bleach, and it turned reddish orange. And then finally she took me in. So I had a shaved head with like a white flat top when I was like 15 years old because I wanted to look like Amy Mann from Till Tuesday. I know you don't know who that is, but I will show you a picture and maybe we'll show a picture of Amy Mann (laughs) on this. But like, I wanted to look like her. And I kind of made myself uglier because I didn't think I was attractive. So I was like, well, screw it. Then let me just make myself as ugly as I can. So I did. And I was the funny girl. I was the funny friend. See, but on this note, we keep talking about, like, attractive, pretty, and, like, beautiful. Like, we keep using these words. Like, these words mean nothing. Like, everyone's attractive in their own way. Everyone's pretty in their own way. Like, I don't know why we have this, like, standard of, like, what is pretty? Because everyone's pretty. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. Everyone's attractive. Everyone is pretty. Like, yeah, someone might not be your type, but it's not because they're not pretty. It's just, like, that person's not your type. I agree with you. I agree. Listen. I just wanted to clear that up. Because we're using it a lot. Well, we're using it because we're referencing, we're going back to when you were like, it was important, right? We're talking. That's why I'm just saying, because I used it a lot earlier and I was like, pretty, pretty, pretty. Right. Which I'm just referencing, like, everyone is pretty. Like, I don't know why society uses that term. Like, there's. Well, here's what's interesting. So, when I was in my 20s, I was very attractive, okay? I was very, according to Hollywood standards. But because I was so insecure and because I didn't even understand what you're talking about now, <laughs> a little dog popping in here and there, but because I didn't understand what you're talking about now, because it was also important to be beautiful and to have these things and to, it, 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 this, this hasn't changed. The world is always based on beauty right? It's just levels of what it is. Um, but it's interesting how I just got distracted with the dog. I know. But like what happened for me is I embraced my personality and that's how I functioned. So I embraced my personality in high school, junior high and high school. I just started to own, like, I was the funny girl. I was the one who was always doing something wild or crazy or funny. And blah, blah, blah. So now when people find me attractive, I think it's weird. So, I had that moment. Like, you have. Where I'm like, somebody will be like, you're such a pretty woman. And I'm like, 
I'm, I'm still that 16-year-old. You know, I'm still that 15-year-old who shaved my head. And I'm like, look at, look at, uh, let me show you what a clown I am. You know, like my soul is still that girl that had braces and had a headgear and a neck gear and like a lot of gears and braces for four years and special shoes and an overbite, you know, like uh, my, and, and, and just had to be funny to kind of get through it because I was smart and I was funny, but I, then I just let my smarts go. So I'm sorry, am I boring you? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it came out. It just came, so I couldn't do anything about it. All right. Anyways, it is interesting. I feel like everyone has that moment though. You do? Like, I had that moment. That's why, like, it was so hard for me. Like, I had a moment where, like, it was so hard for me to say no to guys. Like, I was like, oh, I think you're pretty. Like, I want to get you. I was like, yeah, sure. You think I'm pretty? Yay. Uh, listen. And I'm- then I would just do stupid stuff. Which ended up, like, <sighs> mentally, like, screwing with me. Because I was like, why did I do that? What have I done? And then it would happen to me, like, over and over. I mean, like, to be fair, it still kind of happens now. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you want to go with me? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I can't say no. Which I'm, like, working on. I'm, like, really trying to work on it and be like, no. But I'm just not there yet. It's all right. It's going to take some time. But, like, at least, like, I'm aware of it now. Like, before I wouldn't be aware of it. Now I'm, like, aware. I'm, like, you have to learn how to say no. Like, just because someone thinks you're attractive and, like, wants to get with you. Like, that doesn't mean you have to. Like, you can just be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm so embarrassed that you're saying this (laughs) at 17. (laughs) And because I've been separated for a couple years... I've experienced this. <laughs> I didn't, it's like any guy, I'm like, you like me? You think I'm cute? I have that. Like, I have that inside of me. Like, oh my God, you think I'm cute? Yeah. Because in my soul, I'm still that 16, 15 year old girl in high school who was like, you like me? Oh my God, you think, like, it's weird. And my actually my therapist said to me, she goes, Jessica, you're an attractive woman. And I'm like, yeah, but I, it's funny that she says that because I'm like, but that's not who I am inside. Who I am inside is this kid. That's why I can't reject anyone. Like, even if, like, I happen to, like, get in my situation where, like, you're attractive and I want to get with you, I'll get with them. And then, like, if they want something more, I'll be like, I don't know how to reject you. So I just, like, ghost people. I hate, okay. And, like, that's really bad, but, like, this is, like, another time. Like, yeah, okay, so we're going to discuss, I'm, I'm making a note of this in this. We're going to discuss ghosting. We're going to discuss uh, breakthrough, right? Because we t- tapped on that where I was checked out and you were like, whatever. And uh, I don't know what else. Just guys in general? I, oh, yeah, just dating. The fact that you and I are having the same dating issues. Yeah. Ghosting. Oh, my God, I can't. Um, all right. So I think, I, what do you think this episode's about? It's just like a, I would say it's like a summary. It is kind of what you're going to get from us. Like right now in, um, science, we're learning about abstract and that's basically like a summary of everything. And it just like gives you like upfront, like what's everything about? I feel like that's kind of what this is, like an abstract, just like a bunch of things thrown together. It's kind of gives you an idea that we, that we're going to take you down this journey with us of how I raised V and how V raised me. Thanks for listening. We'll catch us next week when we discuss... Whatever we we want to. Exactly, because it's our podcast. (laughs) We can do whatever we want. All right, I love you, V. Okay. Like, really? The okay? Can't you just say I love you back? I love you. I don't believe that. You shouldn't. (laughs) 